Is there anything that you would change as you go into this new year? And I asked that question because my husband and I were talking about what we might change as we go into this new year. And he asked me specifically about what I had found challenging about 2023 that I would like to kind of work around and and find some way to change in 2024. And I told him that the one thing that I have found so frustrating about 2023 and about my life in general was that I have always been quite scattered and I don't do things properly. In 2023, I have certainly was better than I have been in my life, but I still feel like I didn't focus on my tasks and on my activities that I was doing in the way that I wanted to. And so I didn't get the results that I wanted to either. When we were talking about this in this conversation that we were having, one of the things that we were really focusing on and talking about was around the way that I parent, around the way that I show up for my children and my frustration around that. And we talked about how how could this be different? How could we or how could I change this? And I realized in that conversation and in kind of grappling with this, that in many areas of my life, there is a non-negotiable, very simple thing that is missing that I know, should I implement it, I know that I would get the results that I want. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. Are you overwhelmed by the juggle of trying to fit it all in? Do you long to be more present, but you just find yourself reacting to life rather than being in control of it? Are you desperate for some me time in amongst the chaos? I'm Charlotte, a personal trainer, coach, mum and wife who works because I love my job. I was living the absolutely chaotic life of working full-time, managing the emotional and mental load, trying to meet everyone's needs while completely forgetting about my own. And I finally realized that if I was going to enjoy my work and this journey of motherhood, I needed to set boundaries and make choices that would make me feel more in control, would make me feel healthier and happier so that I could work and mother the way that I wanted to. If you want to create a way of being that allows you to get your work done and be the mum you want to, while earning an income and finding joy in your work, I'm so glad you're here. So put away that laptop, tie up your mum bun and lock the bathroom door. We're learning how to juggle. Before we get into the meat of today, I wanted to read a review from Sister Passionista, which made me so happy and just made me feel like what I am doing here is so worthwhile. A brilliant podcast on a much needed and little talked about topic. Rather than encourage superwoman syndrome, I love how Charlotte shared her own experience with courage, candor and vulnerability, yet guides us to our own inner truth and solution. Being a working mum is hard, and I'm so pleased that someone is finally addressing the unnecessary guilt and shame we harbour in our efforts to shine in motherhood while we bring our other gifts to the world too. Thank you so much for this review, Sister Passionista. 
I hope that there are many, many tools and steps to action that you can all take from this podcast to help you to live life lighter and with more joy and freedom to just be in the moment. I would love it if you would take a couple of minutes just to leave a review if you have found this podcast useful and you might find that I read your review on an episode sometime soon. But for now, let's talk about this one thing that can help us to get the results we want. So when I was sitting there having this conversation with my husband the other day, I was thinking about where I was actually getting the results I wanted or rather where I could see a change, I could see progress towards those results. And it felt like the only place that I could practice practically see these results was in my strength in the gym. And I thought about why this was the case and why when it comes to exercise, I, am, I can manage to see see results, I can manage to see change, I can feel myself getting stronger. And so I compared my exercise routine with the other areas of my life, whether this was in my business or whether it was in my parenting or whether it was in caring for our home. And I I tried to think about what was different about my relationship with exercise and with going to the gym that was not the same in these other areas of my life. I realized, and I think I talk about this in episode 21, I talk about my non-negotiables and exercise is one of these for me, one of these non-negotiables. So what is different about my non-negotiables that I do on a daily or weekly basis and these other areas of my life? And I realized when I started to think about it like that, that the thing that I am lacking in these other areas that I'm aiming now after this conversation to really work on this year. And what I want to bring to you is this idea, this concept of consistency. I have a word for 2024 already that is the word service. But I, after this conversation, have decided that I would like to add the word consistency to my repertoire of words, the for the year and actually perhaps I can also consistently be of service to you, to my clients, to my family and perhaps even to myself consistently being of service, being there, showing up in whatever that might look like. So these are my two words I think for the year. One is service, one is being of service and the other one is consistency. But today, I specifically wanted to talk about that second one, about consistency, about what we can do to be more consistent so that we can get what we want, so that we can achieve our goals. The definition of consistency that I found is putting forth a consistent effort day in and day out, no matter what you do. This is going to obviously look different in different situations, but what stood out for me about this definition is the word effort. What I know about effort is that something can be really hard when we start, but the more that we do it, the more that we put that effort in, actually the easier it gets. So consistency is going to entail effort. It is going to start out hard. It's going to mean that we have to put some work in, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. It's going to get easier and we are going to start to see 
those results. So today I wanted to offer six tips that we can follow to becoming more consistent so that you can achieve and get those results that you're after by putting in the effort and by seeing it get easier and easier as you consistently step out, as you consistently show up, put in the effort day after day, no matter what. But before we even start to think about being consistent, it's really important to go back to that, <laughs> that what is it that I want? What is it that I need, well, that I'm focusing on? What is my goal? What is it that I want to achieve so that we can know how to be consistent towards it? So step number one is that, just that, determine your goals. What is it you want? Without goals, how can you know where you want to go and how you're going to get there? How can you even determine a path of consistency if you're not sure about what it is that you want? I mean, I am a, <laughs> I'm a prime suspect of not having goals in place. I would love to have a herb garden. I mean, I suppose that is a goal, but I don't really know what herbs I want. And I don't really know what I want the herb garden for. I mean, do I want it there to look pretty? Do I want it there because I want to cook with them? What is the goal of the herb garden? I know I want to have a business that I can be proud of, but I'm not actually sure what that would look like. I, I know that I have experienced in some short and long-term situations the incredible power of having a goal set up. And I know how having a goal propels me into this forward motion, into this action, into doing what I need to do to make things happen. And I can see that in this the case of my exercise, in my relationship with my body and how I feel about it. I know the goal that I want and, and clearly that has made it so much easier to be consistent with it. I know that this has been the case with some of the projects I've done, with the dissertations I've written, with trips I've been on, like climbing Kilimanjaro and, and traveling around the world, with the cha charity that I built in Zimbabwe, I had goals. So I know that I can do it. I know that I can create these goals. And yet today, <laughs> in this fluster of being a working mum, what I haven't done is to take the time to sit down, write down my goals and have them there so that they can be the compass to my journey. I think I need to go back to that episode on what do, what do I want so that I can determine my goals so that I can carry out the step one. And I invite you to do that too, because I think this is most definitely the first step to creating any kind of momentum to reaching those goals. It's episode 11 that talks about getting to know what you want. So you go back to episode 11 and I'm going to go back to episode 11 and let's Let's look at what the results are that we're hoping to achieve, whether this be at work, whether this be in our health, whether this be as a parent and a spouse, whether it be as a person, creating that vision of where we want to go. And then we can step into the second step, which is to let, take a look at what are the barriers to my consistency? What is stopping me from being consistent? What is the kind of, I like the idea of a kind of stickiness between me and making progress on those things? 
What is the resistance? What causes us to let things fall to the wayside so that we stop being consistent, so that we kind of lose that momentum that is moving us forward? For me, and I think for all of us, there are various things that impact this. There are practical things, there are physical things that are getting in the way, and there are also mental blocks, mental stickinesses that are getting in the way. One of the realizations I had in the conversation with my husband was around practical things. I realized that I am ju I'm just doing too many things. You might, like me, find that you can't be consistent because there are so many directions that you're being pulled in and it's just so hard to focus on one fully to keep that consistency, that, that momentum going. And this is a wonderful opportunity to, to prioritize, to look at the activities that serve your consistency and then also to look at those activities that are taking your focus away from it. What is pulling you in directions that don't serve that consistency, that momentum towards your goals? And this is, I think, the most important step after setting up your goals. If you have goals already and you're finding it hard to achieve them, if you're struggling to get the results that you want, sit with that goal and, and feel what it feels like to think about achieving it. Feel what it feels like to think about what it would be like to be on the other side of that goal. What it would be like to be successful. Because this can be a really great motivator. And then we go back to, okay, so what is, what is the, sticking, what, the sticking point, the blockage? Coaching can be a really, really useful tool to, first of all, help with that step one of determining goals, but then also to work through the barriers, to work through the sticky spots that are holding you back. Talking to someone can really help us to unravel that chaos that is swirling around in our heads and in our bodies as as we kind of grapple with this idea of consistency in moving towards those goals and moving forward as we feel stuck and held in a, in a place. And journaling can also be really useful in a way that kind of journaling is kind of having that coaching conversation with yourself. So I really, whether you talk to someone else, whether you journal, I really invite you to take to, some time to sit with the resistance and work through it so that you can either make changes practically like letting go of something or asking for help in some way or mentally by moving past those thoughts and those feelings that are keeping you stuck. As I've mentioned, one of the ways that we can do this is to think about what it would feel like on the other side of success. So if it's being stuck in that blockage or that stickiness is hard, we can step out of that focus and think about what would it feel like if I really did reach my goals, if I really did achieve this. So now that you know your goals and you've worked through what is stopping you or blocking your progress, we can look at step three. We can start to look at what needs to be in place or what do I need to let go of in order to be more consistent, in order to take those steps 
towards the results that I'm after. After this conversation with my husband, I realized that I have to let go of a few clients in order for me to really be able to focus on this podcast and on the people that I really want to serve, as well as on my children and what they need from me. I have some clients that are not related to this business, and this business is what I want my focus to be on. This business is where I want to be consistent so that I can do it well and then focus on the children well and the home well. It's hard for me to think about letting go of those clients because they they give me some security. They give me financial security. They are a safe space. But what I'm realizing is that they're not helping me to get to where I want to be. So I have to take this leap of faith. And now I have to press forward actually with what I have, what is available to me, what I really want to focus on and be consistent with so that I can reach my goals. So for me, it's practically letting go of some of the things that that mentally offer me security and stability and choosing to really shift my focus into one thing that I can be consistent with, that I can focus on so that I'm not so scattered and all over the place. Step four could be a part of step three, but I I do think it deserves its own step. And this is to create accountability. It is very easy to let ourselves down. We're quick very quick to give up on our own needs or our own goals when someone else comes knocking at the door or we get so flustered by meeting everyone else's needs and being so responsible for so many other elements that we we end up kind of stepping off the path towards our own goals or just letting them fall aside and in this state we we find ourselves not making that progress that we really want we find ourselves kind of looking at our goals and saying, gosh, well, you know, I'm, I'm still where I was <laughs> six months ago. This accountability might be your spouse, it might be a colleague, it might be a friend, it might be your children if they're old enough to to help you to keep on that path. It might be a coach. As a coach, I act as an accountability partner to my clients as I journey with them to get from that point A where they start to point B, which is where they want to be. I often refer to my role as a coach as a personal trainer for the mind. When I work with a client in the gym as an actual personal trainer, I stand beside them, I count the reps, I ensure that they keep form, they're building their, their physical muscles session by session. And when I work with a client as a coach, I do the same, but I sit with them, helping them build the muscles of their mind that are going to help them make the choices that will get them closer to their goals so that they have that strength to remain consistent. They build that muscle that allows them each time they need to make a decision or a choice to do so more easily. When it comes to consistency, it's so easy to let go of the things that we need to do on an ongoing basis. I think this is because it's not just like when, you know, when you go to the gym, you go to the gym for an hour, you do your workout and you leave. But in life, we have to be working out all day. We have to be staying focused on what we're after 
and depending on our accountability partners to act for to act for us like a personal trainer for as long as we need them is such a wonderful way to make sure that we do stay on the path. It's also an incredible um, relation building tool. You know, you have an accountability partner, somebody who's standing beside you on this journey saying, how many reps have you done? And keep going and you're doing brilliantly and let's push through. And when things are actually just starting to get uncomfortable, just being there spotting you (laughs) for, if we keep up with that personal training analogy, spotting you so that you know, they help us to keep focused, focusing on our goals, moving forward, helping us to get stronger and stronger with every rep, with every uh, kind of session, if you will, with every day. And on that note, when I think about every rep, every session, every day, step five is to start small, to take small steps. Again, keeping up with that gym analogy, don't try to rush out there and lift 20 kg dumbbells on your <laughs> on your first day at the gym. You will injure yourself. You'll pull a muscle. You'll be out of the game. It will all just be far too difficult and, and that consistency will fall, fall aside again. Start slowly. Take one step at a time. If it's practical changes that need to be made, make one change at a time. Or make those some changes and then do the next thing that needs doing. Now that I've made the decision to shed a few clients, I have to take that step and then I will have the space to work towards getting the clients that I do want to serve. If it's around your mindset, do the one thing that you want to do once a day or three times a week or whatever your mind can handle. And then as you get stronger, as it gets easier, which it will, You can do more. You can take the next step. You can take a bigger step. And I think a really important part of this step five is to give yourself grace. Give yourself grace if you struggle or if you fail to take a step or if you fall off the path for a moment in time. I really believe that grace is the most beautiful gift that we can give ourselves and others I saw this wonderful acronym for it the other day, which I loved. And the the acronym is really focused on others. But I think that we, especially as mums, need to be able to offer this grace to ourselves as well. So the acronym goes like this. It says, the G is for generosity, the will to do something for others or for ourselves. R is respect, the dignity of life and work, respecting life and work. A is for action, the mechanism for change. C is compassion, the concern for others or the concern for ourselves. And then E is the energy, the spirit that catalyzes us. So grace is just the space to to do something for ourselves, to respect ourselves, to move into action, but with a compassion for ourselves that doesn't belittle or put ourselves down and actually creates this energy, this spirit that catalyzes us back into action. In giving ourselves grace, that doesn't mean that we, you know, that if we divert off the path, we just give up. I think it means that, you know, we just don't beat ourselves up about it. We have this energy 
as I've said, provided by grace and forgiveness to get up, to dust ourselves off, to get back on the path and, and to take another step towards our goals and, and that consistency towards them. Step six, the final step is the best. And this step is to reward yourself. There should already be huge reward in the reaching of your goals or the progress towards them. But I also believe that there is scope to reward yourself for staying the course. This reward might be something as simple as taking a walk on your own without feeling guilty about it or having a hot bath or perhaps it is going for a massage or it's buying yourself a new pair of shoes. Whatever it might be, when you do reach your goals or even if you just find yourself being consistent and moving towards them, give yourself recognition for this. Not only do you deserve this, but it will also help to reinforce to your brain that what you're doing is good. What you're doing is worth a reward. And this will really help your brain to, to keep up the good work, to keep moving forward, to keep that consistency, that momentum towards your goals. So before I go, I want you to write down this word. Write down consistency. C-O-N-S-I-S-T-E-N-C-Y. Write it big and bold and stick it somewhere as a reminder that if you want to reach your goals, you can do so if you are consistent. Even when it feels hard, even when you're not sure if it's worth it, if you are consistent, you are going to get there. You are going to build the muscles that are going to make it easier and easier to move forward towards what you want. As an extra bonus on this week, I'm really excited to tell you about our new Facebook group that we have launched, which can be a place where you can come and spend time with us and we can help to hold you accountable to the things that you want to be consistent about, the goals that you want to reach. If you would like to come and join us in that community, the link is in the show notes below. It's bit.ly slash managing mum community. And we've got a great group of mums in there who are all managing it all. And it's just a place to come and spend time and feel supported and encouraged. So please do come and join us there if you want to. And in the meantime, I hope you have a fabulous week and I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. I so hope that this episode has given you something to think about or something to help support you in this journey of working motherhood. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share it with another mum who may need some help in managing it all? I would also be thrilled if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review there. This way, I know that what I'm offering is making a difference and this is what I long to do. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you back here on Tuesday.